Just test recording to see how loud your voice is. Come, Andy, come. We'll be doing some sort of normalization. This is not a high. Later on, you'll be. So, um... Hello, my name is Chris Chai and you're listening to LaunchBite, coming to you from the Intrex offices at Block 79 on Friday, August 28, 2015. With me is my regular co-host, Brian Lee. Hello. And guest host today, Victor Hing. Yep, hi. LaunchBite is a podcast of indeterminate content and length, but we usually talk about tech or startup stuff. So yeah, a little bit of a different intro today because I realized we're going to be talking about very, very random topics and basically anything that interests us for the week. And this week, I think Brian picked a very interesting article for us to talk about. But before we jump into that, Brian, how have you been? Ah, good, good. Today we have a special guest with us. Yes, we do. Introducing Victor Hing, the backend developer at Sphere. So, uh, Victor, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, what you do, and what you uh, like to do on the sideline, which apparently is making coffee. Well, as I'm just cradling my cup of coffee this morning, uh, I'm just the back-end developer for Sphere POS and and most most of my time is really spent in front of the screen but I do that's a lie it's true you're in front of the coffee machine like 70% of the time you're in the coffee machine kind of resembles no it doesn't resemble a computer yeah sure sure okay so yeah um, interesting thing uh, bossleycoffee.com is a place where you can order cold brew coffee that's brewed fresh for you and uh, the guys behind it are Victor uh, Brian and Daryl right so yeah if you guys are interested in getting some coffee around Block 79 area check out the site or just uh, ping us on Twitter Brian what have you been doing this week Uh, actually this week I do a lot of hardware stuff stuff (laughs) really do a lot I learn a lot about Zigbee Ah, cool. uh, and uh, the article that I suggested right, really provokes my thoughts so I thought this week we should talk about that article yeah okay so uh, let's jump into the article right now so to give you guys a rough idea of what the article is about it's a New York Times piece about uh, what students have questions that students have going into university and at the end of the day the title of the article is how to live wisely and it answers a lot of questions that we have even as young adults or as students entering uh, university in Singapore or wherever. Are we picking the right path in life? Are we picking the right majors? What is it that we want to do with our lives? And I think this is a question that is particularly relevant to, um, I guess, what you would refer to as Gen Y, mm-hmm. our group, our generation of people who are coming out into the workforce, starting to realize that, you know, life is, you're not really special life is hard, mm-hmm. you have to work hard in order to do things. And uh, I found this article really nice to read as well because it didn't just point out that we had these feelings, but it also gave you a little framework that you could think about um, that could kind of set you on the right path. Mm-hmm. And I think this is especially poignant for myself because I have friends who have <laughs> been asking the question, should I jump into a startup? Should I jump into something new instead of continuing with the job that I have, which I've been doing for two years and it's not something that I'm really happy with. So, yeah. Do you guys have any thoughts about this before we start off? Mm, yes, I have. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I thought, how come NUS never taught us this? Yeah. <laughs> they never no, sat no, down with us. That's, that's another thing. Isn't it? Why must a school teach you this? Is hey, it true? Yeah, so it's like, are we feeling very entitled? Oh, um, it's not provided for us. 
okay, school didn't teach us, so then why is it expected from a job? Why do some people go out? I didn't learn this in school, so I don't know how to do it. Um, have you yeah, seen? Right. Yeah. yeah, no, I think I agree that uh, school is not the establishment that we should expect mm-hmm. to teach us these things, right? But we also have we need to have access to mentors to people who can tell us about it in fact it probably should have been our parents who told us about this but they were raised in a very different time and age and um there is also another article which we'll link in the show notes that talked about how uh, the baby boomer generation was raised in a time where there was a lot of hardship they really had to work and when they worked hard there was a lot of opportunity for them and they were given the expectation that 20, 30 years down the road, you'll be set, your family will be set, you'll be safe, and there'll be green fields. And there was a huge economic boom during their time. So their expectations were met. But we were born in a time where we were, set, we were told, hey, you know, follow your passions. There's so much opportunity. There are people making millions of dollars from a crazy little app that says, says yo. <laughs> and where is that expectation? How does that set expectations for the rest of us? Mm-hmm. So do you really believe all these stories? Do you really think that, hey, you know, I could hit the next gold mine just by sitting in my room and coding out something or, you know, just getting lucky? And these are the kind of stories that we are hearing now. Yeah. So I agree that there was no expectation set for uh, the schools to teach us these things, mm-hmm. but our generation suffers from uh, not being able to talk about these things or not having anyone uh, be able to tell us about and we're only realizing it now when it's sort of a little bit late and we're already starting to work <laughs> so yeah uh, anywho i think let's jump straight into the article and uh, the article actually breaks it down into four or five different uh, questions or different exercises yeah. that they did with their students right and we'll go through them um, kind of as questions one by one and we'll kind of apply it to us as working adults as opposed to students. But we'll, uh, if you want the actual analogies that were given for students to think about, then um, we'll link you the article. You can take a look at it. So first up, the first question that you ask is, how well do your commitments match your goals? Mm-hmm. Right? And if you think about our lives right now, um, what's the thing that you do the most, Brian? Right now? Yeah. Uh... Name the top three things that you do with your time nowadays Daily your life? commitments ah, yeah. programming uh-huh. uh, plan roadmap for tracks okay. and a lot of sports yeah a lot of sports right or rather running yeah specifically yeah and running's your passion it's something that you like to do you yeah. make us go on runs and statics with you and torture yes. us <laughs> but yes. at the same time it's something that you love right yeah 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 Victor what is it that you spend most of your time with no, no mostly I'm concentrated on on learning new technologies mm-hmm. um, as, part, uh, as part of my work at um, Sphere. So, so, like, learning new technologies really um, gives me, like, a greater passion to actually continue continue uh, whatever I'm doing now on my work. And secondly, I'll be, like, spending a lot of time doing exercises. Mostly, mm-hmm. I wasn't really in the mood to do it in the past, but then now that I've been dragged along with Brian, <laughs> I've actually... Uh, increase my I'm not too I'm not too adverse against exercise nowadays okay it's kind oh of the two, my, my two top things but in the past I be, used to be doing skating but now now that's fallen to the sidelines a little yeah god what's happening to everyone here no stop stop Ryan <laughs> yeah so uh, same here and that <clears throat> one of the things that I really love to do is learning new things or trying out new technologies 
And I think that's one of the driving things uh, for being a developer or so trying to solve problems in an industry that we don't really understand. And uh, the new technologies are just an excuse for you to expand how much you know, uh, look at how people solve things in a very clever way. And that's what, when we were talking about, basically in the last couple of weeks, we've been discovering a lot of things about Angular, right? And every time I discover something cool about how I could do something better, I would just like call Victor over and like sit him in front of me and just talk about something which I barely understand, but I was really excited about. And that gives you a lot more drive, a lot more... Um, it's like sharing, the, I mean, like realizing that, wow, uh, we're really learning something new together. It, it's, not, it's not always the same way of doing things in the past. And we, we can really see that technology has really changed. changed. It's like every few months we are learning basically something new. It, yeah. really, um, it really drives passion, it really does. Yeah, and I would consider that, since it is our job, essentially, right, and one of the commitments that we need to do, and it's something that we are really happy to, it's, it's part of a goal in my life to just continuously learn about new things and about uh, better ways to do things, being more efficient. And I don't know if that measures up with your yep, like long goals. Yep. Yeah. And Brian, um, I think yeah. I've never really asked you, like, what are your goals in life, generally? Goals in life? Huh? Yeah. Actually, I think that the goals in life change it. Uh, oh, yeah. True. Every five years, maybe. Or as I age, the no, goals in your, life the change. Life events, like, huh? like getting married. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving to new house. Yeah, I, I noticed you didn't talk about your wife and your yeah. commitments. <laughs> cough, cough, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> Where's your ring? So, yeah, cough, uh, cough. Uh, maybe, maybe uh, I, I went through my old blog post. Uh, so I think age 23, I did a blog post. I say, oh, I want to buy a car at age 25. Mm, never happened. <laughs> then the goal change again. Uh, right. The goal change again. Then uh, age 25 coming out from army, the goal was to maintain fitness. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, right. that's because oh, I, I was coming from an obese uh, background, right? So maintain fitness. And I then, cannot imagine that, by the way. That's the old pictures, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some other day. Uh, but that managed to survive that goal. Yeah. Uh, so... Now that I'm 33, at 30, uh, my goal was to actually, not was, uh, is currently uh, making the Inchecks a successful company. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and I think it's really it important. Yeah. yeah, it's really important. Yes, uh, life goals change all the time. Yeah. Some of them uh, are really long-term goals. And it's really good to have a clear idea of what your goals are while you're thinking about what you're doing right now. Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, Every goal has several steps in order to achieve it, right? So even though you might not be doing something that's directly going to lead to you achieving your goal, think about how it fits into the grand plan, how uh, two or three years down the road you can uh, provide better for whatever it is that will directly allow you to achieve your goals. If, say, your goal is to start a family and, um, you know, have a... Uh, uh, three kids have three kids or okay, whatever this is not me I'm just saying, uh, just yeah, saying that's, that's why I'm talking through you <laughs> yeah and then you know you're gonna need to be able to build up enough savings to be able to provide for them set up plans insurance and all these things and uh, it's a drag to do on its own mm-hmm. but it helps you achieve your goal and it gives you the motivation yeah. to keep doing what you're doing okay cool so uh, I think we can move on to the second question the second question is uh, whether or not you should go broad or go deep that's mm-hmm. what she said. Uh, so <laughs> the, idea, the idea here is, should you be a master of something or a jack of all trades? Mm-hmm. Or at least learn enough to be 
uh, pretty good at one thing. Oh no, sorry, really good at one thing or pretty good at several things. So this is there's no right answer to this question, yeah. right? Um, generally, I like to learn a lot of different things. I like to learn design. I like to learn development. I like to learn uh, planning. Right? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that I'm interested in. And because of that, I don't really have the time to specialize in any one programming language or any one skill. But I still find that um, I am good enough to be able to understand when people are talking about a particular uh, technology or a particular uh, process that they need to do in design. And mm-hmm. because I'm so widely read in a sense, uh, it's easier for me to communicate between all the different disciplines. So. Uh, even if you have wide interests, right, and you're not really good at one thing, then don't feel like you're not good enough. Find a way to turn that uh, interest and a lot of things into something that's useful for your team or for the people that you're working with. What are your thoughts, Victor? Well, I think you really neglected um, people who would like to go deep. Basically, you're, you're comparing mm. about people who are implementers and people who are researchers. Yeah. Because when you... When you when you want to do engineering or basically you want to implement stuff, you really need to know more than just one topic. You really yes. need to know a whole range of stuff. Just like in development, you need to know how to, um, let's say you're, you're looking at broad, you not need to know how to deploy servers, you need to know how to program, you need to not understand databases, yeah. a whole range. But right. let's say you're going deep, um, you choose a particular field, maybe you want to do, you want to do um, neural networks, you go really deep inside, but you already push against the age of, at a certain point, the age of human knowledge where nobody has ever gone before. Mm-hmm. So I, I see it, it brings a different, it's tantalizing to different people because of different goals. One is you, you, you are good at just implementing stuff. The other one, you are literally discovering something new. You are really at the edge, the bleeding edge of a particular you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right in that I didn't really talk about that because um, it's... It's your point of view. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. no, I, I absolutely agree that we need people who are very, very well-versed in one particular thing so that they can make discoveries, they can make improvements, and they can really uh, push, like you said, push the cutting edge so that uh, we have improvements in the things. I don't think I'll ever be able to know enough of a particular field to be able to make discoveries mm-hmm. and uh, that at the end of the day is something that is very important when we're talking about advancing uh, the way that we do things yeah so it's a combination of all these different things and you don't have to be any one thing you don't or rather you can't you can't be one thing and expect to uh, expect to fulfill Every uh, I can't I can't I can't figure out how to phrase this, but you need both sides but of think, the coin. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah. My my thought on this is uh, it changes also. So uh, mm. I think when we are uh, we are younger or rather, uh, so maybe let's say this is a talk during the uni, right? So that I would suggest if they can, they should go broad if they get to choose la. So uh, in this case, they can learn more stuff. But as time mm. goes by, I think they should go deep in one area because you have it's like you have given enough time to test out 10 things okay. there must be That's one thing point. that you really like and just go ahead and do that one thing and become the best in that yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, yeah. I had a conversation yesterday with a friend as well, and he was asking yeah. why is it that um, a lot of people when they first start out they don't really have the exposure. Yeah. Um, you bring up a very good point in that when you're young, um, try out try out many different things. Yeah, don't yeah. focus on the one thing that your teachers tell you to do, because 
if you don't expose yourself to a multitude of experiences or even multitude of programming language or whatever, right, uh, you won't realize what is it that you love, mm-hmm. right? If you don't have anything to compare to, nothing relative, you don't know what is out there, mm-hmm. how can you say for sure that this is the one thing that you want to do with the rest of your life? Yeah. So while you can, while you have uh, less commitments or uh, in a sense have the freedom to do so, mm-hmm. experience as much as you can. Yeah. For us who are here right now, uh, <laughs> might be a little bit late, <laughs> but at the same time, also don't feel too stuck if you have chosen one of these yeah, paths. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not the end. It's, it's, there's always a place for everyone in life, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of figuring out how you fit into the grand scheme of things. That's, yeah. that's an interesting point to bring up that uh, you can contrast how, how our thinking right now in this conversation compares to, let's say, if we ask the same question to our parents when you were like 20 Oh, yeah. mm. It would be pretty different. As in, mm. it would be more like, oh, I, I'm lucky to have a job. Yeah, And absolutely. I'm just going to be do it even though I'm not, good, I'm not really good at it or I'm, I don't really like it. I will eventually learn to like it. Or I will eventually... <laughs> True. Base, base, basically, they, will, they are willing to just grind it, like grind it out because they know eventually they, they will do well. They will yeah. be able to, to satisfy yeah. the needs that they wanted. Things that they, their parents or our grandparents couldn't have gotten. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it comes back to the idea of expectations that were set, right, for yeah. the generation. So uh, we live in a different world. I, I don't expect our expectations to be the same in the past. It was like if you had a tribe and if you had a home, if you had food on your table, you were happy. You were living the life, right? Uh, but now it's, you know, people progress. The human race as a whole progresses. So those Things change. <laughs> that is true. And the day that we have an apocalypse, then we'll switch our needs once again. Okay, anyhow. <clears throat> Indeed, yes. <laughs> All shelter. All right, the third thing, the third question that you could ask is, what are your core values? <clears throat> so this one is not the essay of core values. Uh, this one is more in line with, I guess, actually, it's a very good thing that you brought up Maslow's um, expectations, right? Or Maslow's needs, hierarchy of needs. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's right. So, what are your core values and um, how important are, there, are them to you? So the example that they gave was uh, this doctor who had two goals in life. He wanted to have a family where he could be a good father and we also, he also wanted to be a good surgeon. But he kind of realized that there was, um, it was difficult to balance both of these things. So the question really made him think, what are the core values that I expect uh, myself to uphold. What are the things that I would never want to uh, compromise on, right? And uh, uh, interest and passion might even be a core value that you might consider to be something that you don't want to ever give up. So, if say uh, this is a contrived example, I don't. I'm not thinking of any particular person when I think about this, right? If you, if you're an artist and you say that, oh, I'm never going to sell out. I'm never going to sell my art just for the money. I want the person to buy my art to be a person who appreciates it. Would you ever compromise it if you were uh, in need of money? If you needed money to feed yourself, your family? You know? Mm-hmm. These are the things that you want to ask yourself very early on and uh, kind of establish your core values so that you know what are the decisions that you want to make moving forward. It's, it's, it's kind of wishy-washy and to me... It's something that again I feel changes over time, uh, but at the same time, it gives you a nice it gives you a nice anchoring point. 
for you to make your decisions on. Brian, what do you think? The core values? Yeah. Actually, I, when I ask myself this question, I cannot answer. What is my no, core value? No, no I mean, you, don't you have like some virtues that, that you really feel that you wouldn't give up? Like, maybe uh, I wouldn't cheat people or I wouldn't do... Oh, integrity is really very important. Integrity. Yeah, there we go. It's ex- extremely important that, yeah. Yeah, because um, there are a lot of values per se, and uh, when people talk about things, uh, yeah. even feel piety or, okay. uh, you know, um, um, I guess. But one thing I noticed that um, that allowed you to achieve a lot of a lot of your ex- like your Ironman your marathons is that perseverance is is yeah. quite important to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you think, if you actually try and put it down to words, it's a little bit hard. But yeah, after a yeah, while, yeah. you do realize you do have these core values that you always come back to uh, uh, in every decision you make and what drives you. Uh, the running is something that I question, but yeah, you know. Question mark. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely pain, but because you keep focusing on on what you, the end goal that you want, that's why that's why you will push forward. I mean, and you apply it to other things in in your life, like running your business. Hmm. Is is all these things that really will show up as in different facets of your life? It, although it's like you can't verbalize it right now. Yeah, it, it, it it's doesn't come out. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, uh, when they did this exercise with the students yeah. in the article, yeah. what they did was they gave a list of twenty core values that um, general core values, yeah. and then they asked them to pick five. And even then, the students had trouble picking out the five things that were the most important to their lives. So it's not something that it's easy to answer right away. Yeah. And it's something that I encourage you to think about and try and put down. I can't put down five <laughs> right now. Um, though if I think about it really hard, I probably can list quite a few things that I would never do or I will always kind of evolve my life around. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So the last question, um, at least in our uh, discussion, will be about the idea of um, do you want to lead a simple life? One where you spend lots of time with your family or is it, or is one of the driving forces in you that you want to make a change in this world, right? Yeah, and, yeah, these, yeah. and a lot of the times I feel like when I have conversations with my friends who are uh, working 9 to 5 jobs and stuff like that and then here I'm in a startup and then here things and then they kind of get excited about the idea but then I kind of think of, well, you're doing as much work as I am. You're making as much as a contribution to... Uh, society as a whole as mm-hmm. I am I don't think that this is a difference in fact I think I'm not doing anything particularly uh, interesting change the world yeah no not um, yet yeah and it's more of a flick of a switch right as in uh, one, one you feel like you're grinding at it and something is being done in the big big machinery of a multinational corporation whereas mm-hmm. this if it's either you make it or you don't mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's, that's one way to put at it right yeah and so uh, it's a question that I tend to discuss a lot but I never really have a good conclusive answer to in that are you really making a difference by doing some sort of social app or some sort of uh, idea that just came out but for a lot of people it started off as an itch or, or pain point of yeah. your own I mean that's the whole reason why you, you, you start a lot of people start making apps or, yeah, yeah. or, make, or start a business because they had something like is missing in this world. That's why I want. I wanted to to make my own. Right, and then uh, let's say you do make that app, right, and you do uh, successfully get it out, and then mm. a lot of people use it. Mm. Do you feel that you accomplished something? It, it really 
depends on on, on the on the person itself. As in, right. some, yes. some some people really some people might think that oh I, I just want to leave my mark on the world. Yeah. Right. Some people say oh um, yeah I've done the social change, but it, it tickles everybody's bones differently. Yeah. No. And I think I think uh, to me people who have started families who have raised their kids and. Uh, been a good parents, that is an accomplishment, an accomplishment to me as well. And I think there is this slight disconnect where we kind of overlook the people who do their normal day-to-day things, people who, uh, in essence, support us and give us the ability to do these things. My mom was just a regular like civil servant, and I think she accomplished a lot, mm-hmm. right? So I, don't, I kind of want to frame this question in a way that... Uh, we should value everyone for their contributions no matter how they choose to contribute. And you should never feel like you're not accomplishing something because there is something that you're doing that essentially will make a difference in the world whether or not it is on a huge scale, worldwide, or in someone else's life. And that's something that you should just try and aim to do. Or at least that's what I think there's something that you should aim to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. This has become a very deep conversation. This is very and this deep, is right? a lot deeper than what I'm used to. <laughs> <laughs> this but makes but me think but a lot. This is something that you, from time to time you will actually think about it yourself. Uh, whether like, everybody has to feel that they are, whatever they are doing is the reason why a lot everybody wakes up in the morning. Yeah. You know, it, I, I mean, so. in, every, in, in some small way, some, everybody feels that they are, they are making a contribution and, they, and indeed they are. Mm-hmm. It's just whether you can see it visibly or it's just happening in the background. But you you know when it's missing, then you know it's, it yeah. really affects your life yeah. a lot. I think, I ideally we should have more effort put into recognizing these accomplishments uh, accomplishments of the people around us. You don't expect an award. You don't expect to be featured in the news and all of this. But be appreciative. You know, look at what people are doing around you. Appreciate them for making the coffee cold brew the day before thank you victor and all the cool things that happen around you because it's all part of our lives and we all need to not feel that we are not achieving enough we need to realize that uh the things that you do have an impact on people Mm. have a way to uh kind of quantify and be satisfied with the things that you're doing and have goals have ambitions but at the same time don't feel don't feel like you're stuck. Yeah. Anywho, that's pretty much all I have to say about this whole thing, I guess. The last question was too deep. I keep thinking. <laughs> but yeah, I think yeah. it's also about See time. La, see <laughs> Pick this article. I, I shouldn't have done that. I should yeah, we could have like, talked uh, about angry birds now. <laughs> yeah, why they... This, why they, they did I go also with, with some stuff to think about? Uh, okay, cool. Okay. So uh, that brings us to the end of the show. Mm. Uh, Brian, where can we find more about you? You can find me on Twitter at L-E-E-T-U-C-K-S-I-N-G. Victor, where can we find more about you? Yeah, you need to come down personally to have my coffee. Uh, okay, you can check him out bossilycoffee.com and you can find me on Twitter as well at A-N-T-T-Y-C. Thank you very much for listening to the show and we will catch you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.